0: Hey everyone, this is Miss Akimoto with your next chapter of the Phantom Toll Booth. We are only two chapters away from the end, and I'm pretty sure, like we're, you know, exactly in the climax. Now I'm sure you can tell that because of how exciting everything is, and how our um, Milo and Talk and the Humbug are facing the obstacle they've been working against, which is finding the princess's rhyme and reason. So they found them, and. As they were getting ready to leave, all of the demons cut the stairway loose from the castle in the air, and the castle's floating away, and they have no way to come down. But they just realized that time flies, so talk can fly, and they can hold on and all fly down safely. So this is Chapter 19, The Return of Rhyme and Reason. Sailing past three of the tallest peaks and just over the outstretched arms of the ga- grasping demons, They reached the ground and landed with a sudden jolt. Quick, urged Tok, follow me. We'll have to run for it. With the princesses still on his back, he galloped down the rocky trail and not a moment too soon. For pounding down the mountainside in a cloud of clinging dust and a chorus of chilling shrieks came all the loathsome creatures who chose to live in ignorance and who had waited so very impatiently. Thick, black clouds hung heavily overhead as they fled through the darkness. And Milo, looking back for just a moment, could see the awful shapes coming closer and closer. Just to the left, and not very far away, were the triple demons of compromise. One tall and thin, one short and fat, and a third exactly like the other two. As always, they moved in ominous circles, for if one said here, the other said there, and the third agreed perfectly with both of them. And, since they always settled their differences by doing what none of them really wanted, they rarely got anywhere at all, and neither did anyone they met. Jumping clumsily from boulder to boulder and catching hold with his cruel, curving claws was the horrible, hopping hindsight. A most unpleasant fellow whose eyes were in the rear and whose rear was out in the front. He invariably leaped before he looked and never cared where he was going as long as he knew why he shouldn't have gone where he'd been. And, most terrifying of all, directly behind, inching along like a giant soft-shelled snail with blazing eyes and wet, anxious mouths came the gorgons of hate and malice, leaving a trail of slime behind them and moving much more quickly than you'd think. Faster! shouted Talk. They're closing in! Down from the heights they raced and the humbug with one hand on his hat and the other flailing desperately in the air, Milo running like he'd never ran before and the demons just a little bit faster than that. From off on the right, his heavy, bulbous body lurching dangerously on spindly legs which barely supported him, came the overbearing know-it-all, talking continuously. A dismal demon who was mostly mouth, he was ready at a moment's notice to offer misinformation on any subject. And while he often tumbled heavily, it was never he who was hurt, but rather the unfortunate person on whom he fell. Next to him, but just a little behind, came the gross exaggeration whose grotesque features and thoroughly unpleasant manners were too hideous to see and whose rows of wicked teeth were made only to mangle the truth. They hunted together and were bad luck to anyone they caught. Riding along on the back of anyone who'd carry him was the threadbare excuse. A small, pathetic figure whose clothes were worn and tattered and who mumbled the same thing again and again in a low but piercing voice. Well, I've been sick. But the page was torn out. I missed the bus. But no one else did it. Well, I've been sick. He looked quite harmless and friendly, but once he grabbed on, he almost never let go. Closer and closer they came, bumping and jolting each other, clawing and snorting in their eager fury. Talk staggered along bravely with rhyme and reason. Milo's lungs now felt ready to burst as he stumbled down the trail, and the humbug was slowly falling behind. Gradually, the path grew broader and more flat as it reached the bottom of the mountainside and turned topward, wisdom, and turned toward wisdom. Ahead lay light and safety, but perhaps just a bit too far away. And down came the demons from everywhere, frenzied creatures of darkness, lurching wildly toward their prey. From off in the rear, the terrible trivium and the wobbly gelatinous giant urged them on with glee. And pounding forward with a rush came the ugly dilemma, snorting steam and looking intently for someone to catch on the ends of his pronged horns while his hooves bit eagerly on the ground. The exhausted humbug swayed and tottered on his rubbery legs, a look of longing on his anguished face. I don't think I can, he gasped, as a jagged slash of lightning ripped open the sky and thunder stole his words. Closer and closer, the demons loomed as the desperate chase neared its end. Then gathering themselves for one final leap, they prepared to engulf first the bug, then the boy. And lastly, the dog and his two passengers, they rose as one and... and suddenly stopped as if frozen in midair, unable to move, staring ahead in terror. Milo slowly raised his weary head and there in the horizon, for as far as the eye could see, stood the massed armies of wisdom the sun glinting from their swords and shields and their bright banner slapping proudly at the breeze and that's where we're stopping for today and since it's friday you're going to have to come back on monday so we can finish chapter 19. Come back and see what happens now that the armies of wisdom have arrived. See you then.